This message is brought to you from Calon Church. We pray it encourages and inspires you. Well, hey, everybody. I don't know about you, but I loved the times where my grandfather, when I was a child, would play all kinds of tricks and jokes on us. Uh, we would affectionately call my grandfather Giggy, and Giggy would do all kinds of weird and wonderful tricks. Uh, one of the tricks that I loved that he used to do was uh, he used to break his thumb. He would literally put his thumb together like that and literally break his thumb. Look at that. Oh, wow. A simple trick that he would do by hiding this thumb uh, behind there. But when I was a child, I used to think that was amazing. The other trick he used to do was bend a pencil. He would take a pencil like this and he would say, Look at that pencil. Look at it just bend. Amazing, isn't it, how you can bend a pencil. And it's actually pencil bending is what I want to talk to you about today as we talk about the subject of stress. You know, we're all under stress. All the time we find ourselves in our world under different kinds of stress. Stress at work may be out of the pressure of everything. Stress of uh, fighting the queues in our COVID, uh, trying to attempt to make uh, our stores as COVID-free as possible. The stress may be of many of you that own businesses and are now uh, wanting to open up your business uh, for life after lockdown. Stress, stress, stress. You know, scientists tell us that stress, believe it or not, is good for us. The right amount of stress at the right amount of time is good for us. It's too much stress that gives us a problem that leads to things like depression and anxiety as clinical conditions. And you see, to put something under stress, if I was to begin to bend this pencil for, tr for sure, we are bending it. See how that pencil is bending? But if I put the pencil under too much pressure, and I keep going, it eventually snaps. And that's the question I want to ask you today where we talk about stress, is are you near breaking point? Are you about to snap with all the pressure that's around you? Right now, so many of us are going through all kinds of different types of pressure and stress. There are people right now all over the UK that are reeling and dealing with the impact of having lost a loved one to COVID-19. There are other people that have not so much lost loved ones, but maybe lost the business. And there are others, some of you this week, like friends of mine, might have had the news that they have lost their job and been laid off. Stress, stress, stress that leads to breaking point if we're not careful. And you know, the Bible is no different in all of its stories in sharing with us so many different people that have been under stress themselves. And it's a verse of scripture about this subject of stress that I want to share with you today, which can be found in Psalm 34, a famous Psalm of David, and verse six, that says this, quite simply for us. It says, this poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him 
out of all his trouble. David is declaring these words. This poor man, referring to himself, cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. And I want to share with you three simple points that we can see in that verse. First of all, the reaction. Secondly, the rescue. And thirdly, the response. Reaction, rescue, response. I love the Bible and I love the color of all the stories that it gives us. And in Psalm 34, you can read this small psalm. A psalm is a Hebrew song. It was something that was put to music that people would sing. And in your Bible, if you look at the NIV version in particular, it would say at the top of it, a psalm of David when he pretended to be mad in front of Akish, the king. And the story in full, we're having a, a summary version of it in Psalm 34, but the story in full can be read in Samuel, 1 Samuel, and you can read the story in chapter 20, 21, and 22. And it's about the immense amount of stress that David was under, pressure on his life, because he had come to the realization that Saul the king was out to kill him. Now, I've been under lots of kind of stress in my life, stress of dealing with different circumstances and uh, situations, but I've never been in a, in a place that I have been fighting for my life or struggling for my life as David was. And David thought that uh, King Saul had it out for him, uh, David had become very famous because this uh, shepherd boy that had fought the lion and the bear and was just keeping, a uh, keeping guard over all of the sheep uh, in the fields had one day decided to take sandwiches to his brothers that were, as, were at war. And we know that story, the story of David versus Goliath is where we get that phrase today, David and Goliath, that David, as a little shepherd boy, took five small stones from a little brook, put them in his sling, and we know how just the first stone killed Goliath straight off dead because it was his fighting implement of choice and killed the king in all of his armor with his sword and his shield that that uh, little stone had penetrated the forehead of Goliath and killed him dead. And it is written about, and even whilst uh, David finds himself before King Akish, you know, King Akish uses that phrase, aren't you the famous David? The David that it is written and sung about that Saul has slain his thousands, but David has slain his tens of thousands. And 1 Samuel chapter 20 tells us that in that moment, that David began to be in fear. He began to be in fear that he'd been recognized, that they knew who he was. And stress had begun to enter his life. And so David, right there, thinking quickly on his feet, pretends to be crazy. He, the scripture tells us, begins to froth at the mouth and begins to pretend as if he's a madman. I mean, grab the scripture, grab your Bible later on today and look at 1 Samuel chapter 20 all the way through to 22. Read the story for yourself. It's a fascinating story. We read how David is 
foaming at the mouth and it rolls down his beard and uh, pretty much that uh, uh, King Achish and everybody else that's there come to the conclusion, this can't be David, the great warrior. This is a madman. And they leave David go and David then goes and hides in the cave of Adullam away from King Saul that was seeking to kill him. The reaction the reaction that we see from David's situation, finding himself there, is pure fear and dread. And it is written out in this psalm that David writes as he reflects back on the situation. He says, this poor man cried. Can I ask you, what are you crying about today? Are you finding yourself between a rock and a hard place and you really do not know how to cope? The stress on your life is getting worse and worse and worse and you just want to cry out. You just want somebody to come and help you. You just want somebody to come and rescue you before you snap. And that's what David did. You see, it's written about David that he was a man after God's own heart. And if there's one thing that's written about David that we know, it's that David was a godly young man. We know that as a shepherd boy, he would be out there spending time with God and reflecting and praying and writing songs. And even in the middle of war, when he finds himself against David and Goliath, his response as a young man is to turn to Goliath, Goliath and say, you defy me, you come against the armies of the living God? That's who David felt that he represented. And so in his hour of need, he comes up with this great plan to act as if he's crazy. And it worked. And so often, so many of us come up with crazy plans to get us out of the situation that we find ourselves in. We think if only we could do this. I tell you, if you want to be rescued, please, you will not find hope in the bottom of a bottle. You'll not find hope in a box of pills. Lots of these things can help momentarily. But I know that if we want to be rescued, we need to turn to someone that's far, far greater than the problems and the circumstances we find ourselves in. When we are near breaking point and we're about to snap, Let's look upwards and cry out and say, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him. Look, I don't know what situation you're going through right now. I don't know if your business is in difficulty. I don't know if you've just lost your job. I don't know if you've lost a loved one. I do not know what any of you are going through right now. I can guess, but one thing I do know God knows. And we have an opportunity today, whether we are believers or whether we are seekers, whether we are people that know these things to be true but have lost faith, or whether we are people that are seeking and saying, God, if you're really out there, where are you in the middle of my situation or circumstance? Will you cry out today? Will you cry out and say, God, will you rescue me? Because of out of the reaction comes the response and out of the response comes sorry out of the rescue comes the response this poor man cried 
And the Lord heard him. The rescue came and saved him out of all his troubles. Isn't that lovely? The Lord saved him out of all his troubles. Are you in trouble? You know, I have found myself that when I find myself in trouble, are you like me, is when the situation happens, we tend to amplify things. We tend to think that things are the end of the world when in reality they're not. We seem to magnify the situations and circumstances when they come our way. Come on, when you're in a hurry to get to the airport or when you're in a hurry to go and uh, get to a meeting, even a puncture on your car or even a uh, big queue of traffic could be something that we amplify out of all proportion. We say, oh my word, where have all of these cars come from? Like you're on a road, what more did you expect? You know, cars tend to be on roads. And we, but we amplify things and we make them bigger than they really are. And I'm not saying that you amplifying things today and making them bigger than they really are, but we do have a tendency to do that from the get-go. We do have a tendency to respond to the bad news first, to respond to the situation with the wrong response instead of the right response. And the right response, most of the time, is to look upwards. And although I often react in a wrong way, the older I get, I try to train myself to say, God, will you teach me, instead of looking around and looking down, will you teach me to look up? To look up at where I will find my rescuer and find the response. And all I know is the scriptures are true in that this too shall pass. The situations that come our way often, they're not as bad as we thought they were. In fact, I know lots of people that have, and please understand my heart when I'm saying this, I'm not trying to glorify or revel in the situation that loads of people have found themselves losing a job right now. But for so many people that I know, the loss of a job or the change of a role or the closure of a company has led them to take steps that they never would have taken had it not been for that circumstance. And good so often comes out of bad. Because the reality of it is we often say, don't we, why does bad things happen to good people? And the reality of it is the scriptures tell us that the sun shines on the righteous and the unrighteous, where all the rain falls on the righteous and the unrighteous, the good and the bad. And we all experience bad things in our lives. We all have trouble. Jesus said in his own words, in this world, trouble you shall have. And so often in our lives, we focus on the problem, not the response, not the rescuer. So I'm encouraging you today, in a situation where you find yourself in a circumstance that might be so, so stressful for you, instead of looking downwards, instead of looking at fixes from other people and other um, situations and other things that you could do, maybe today, pray like David and say, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. 
a reaction to stress, a rescue that came his way, and a response that was good for purpose, that he could move forward. And history tells us that he became one of the greatest kings that Israel ever saw. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him. Will you pray with me? Father God, I pray for each person right now that's under the sound of my voice. I pray for each person that's listening right now that might be recoiling from a blow that life has dealt them this week or this month or this year. And they find themselves under immense stress. They don't know which way to turn. Oh God, as they look up today, as they, from the reaction to circumstances, begin to look up to their rescuer, that you would come with a response, that you would flood into their lives right now. Help them realize that you are there, that you love them, that you have a plan for their lives, and this too shall pass, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So look, if we can help you in any way, we encourage you to connect with us as we do at the end of this service. We'll be asking you to maybe engage with us on, on email or connect with us online. But over the next four weeks that I will be speaking, I want to really help you from God's word through the circumstances you find yourself in. I want us to be resilient people. And so I want to talk of the subject on resilience, and I'm going to talk on the subject of grit. How do we hang on when life is chucking everything at us and we feel that we just want to let go and hop off? How do we behave under stress? So the first part of it I've already shared with you today, which is look up. But over the next four weeks, please join with me as we look at this subject of grit. How can we hang on? without letting go. Have a great week. God bless you. This message is brought to you from Callon Church. If you want to know more, please check us out online at callon.church.